0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
3: Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of a Coppin'
1: a generation old Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Carpenter and how is by Twitchline Media Group, I am your host Krish and today I am joined by Harold, Mark and Ellis. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday evening?
2: Good as well, sir, thank you. How are you sir?
1: I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. Harold, Mark, how are you guys doing?
4: I'm good man. Sam was out today, did come out today,
5: and you know, all like that. Yeah, likewise, yeah, yeah. Happy days. Happy days, yeah, exactly. The sun is out, sun's out, guns out, and all of that. And happy days, happy days. (laughs) I'm very well, thank
1: you. Um, Took a row on the bike earlier on, uh, mainly because I'm still without a car, but that's all been sorted out for tomorrow. So uh, this is all good stuff. And like you guys said, the sun is shining, the weather is sweet. So let's talk about a little bit of Liverpool Football Club. Uh, Before we do start, a quick note from us here before we do start the show. Uh, If you enjoy what we do here at Cop End, Maybe maybe you like my hosting, maybe you like Harold's laugh, maybe you like Ellis' oblong head. Uh then please do head over to wwwpatreoncom dot com forward slash cop and fracas And just five pounds a month. You'll not only gain an ac- you'll not only gain access to a wealth of phenomenal audio, video and written content. And and in all honesty, I'm gonna brag here for a second. We have been absolutely smashing it with the uh, audio content on Patreon uh minimum three to four guaranteed shows per week we've been giving you such exclusives before they even hit the streets before they even hit the streets on Ibrahima Kanate which we're going to talk about a little bit later on and Oz so for some for some for some fellas who do this on a part-time basis and this is now a full-time job it's safe to say they were crushing the game at the moment um Yeah, you'll get access to all of that, all of that content for £5 a month, and you'll also be a key contributor in helping us continue what we love doing, and of course, that is discussing all things LFC. So again, that is www.patreon.com forward slash cop and fracas for more details, and sign up today. So without further delay, let's start the show. Gentlemen, got some interesting transfer news at the end of March which is a rarity for, for anything, really, in terms of concrete transfer news. So it appears, according to David Ornstein, of The Athletic, formerly of the BBC. Don't know why you all needed that little bit of a nugget there, but he was formerly of the BBC. Um, Liverpool are close to a, a potentially agreeing a deal, or they're in advanced talks, to agree a deal for Red Bull Leipzig centre-back Ibrahima Kanate. So... Let's talk about Ibrahim Kanate. Let's talk about his player profile and all the things surrounding him. So, Els. Myself, you, Mark, and Mr. Mike, who isn't with us at the moment, did a show late in November where we were talking about centre-backs that we mm-hmm. thought would be the next one up for LFC, either in the winter transfer window or the summer transfer window. And seemingly, we went two for two with that, which is, which is quite interesting. Um, one of the guys who you picked was Ibrahim McKinate. So give us a little bit of a breakdown of what made you gravitate towards him and why you think it'd be a good fit for Liverpool.
2: Um what I liked about him was one, his frame, um, his athletic ability. So he looked like he for a guy his size, he ran on ran on ice or ran on water. So he's very, very quick. And also his his footballing skill, um a couple of highlight rules I saw, a couple of matches I watched. He's somebody that likes to bring the ball up and, and dribble past um, the first attacker that tries to press him. So I think those are the kind of things that really stood out for me. What 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 majorly stood out was when you think about the way Liverpool play in the high line and how they like to um, how they like to bring the ball out from the back. I thought he had that skill set that would help Liverpool. Um, we can we are kind of guessed that we are linked with him, and according to some sources on Twitter. He is Liverpool's top centre-back target. So, um, when when you break it down, well, I know we're going to get into his injury record or whatnot, but when you look at it, his profile, his age, and how much he's going to cost, I think it, it makes sense to go for a player like that. Um, when you watch him play, he's reminiscent of a Matic, for me, personally, just because of the way he dribbles and how he likes to bring it out. Um, the only thing is he's quicker than Matip, so he can get back... Quicker, it is not it's not that like the slowest or anything, but I think that added pace adds a lot. um So I think it's more of a a replacement for Matic in the long run. So I think all in all, it, it looks like a good signing to be fair. I think we're kind of kind of kind of happy with that.
1: Yeah, I hope hopefully they can get it done, get get it all signed, sealed, and delivered. So just just reading this, I sent you all the the link to Tom Warville's piece in the Athletic from yesterday, and it's a fantastic piece, really good breakdown of his kind of statistics and the the, the analytical piece around him. But I'll just read you this 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 about him: uh, Canate stands six foot four inches tall. That's a, that's a big man. That's an imposing figure. Uh, he might might, also, might just might be his. Toes. Um. I was gonna say.
5: You might be
4: You know,
5: I won't even start my my like my, my insults. You know what? Sorry, sorry, Krish. As you were, as you were. Mate. Now you know, you know,
1: I love the good native bantering we have here at Carpent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also has a very solid frame. Pause. Uh, he's quick too. With one data scout at a top European club noticing how he's being clocked as one of the three fastest centre-backs in the continent's top five leagues within the past two seasons. Like Ellie said, that speed makes him a perfect fit for Liverpool's high line. Um, Harold, I'll come to you next. Um, Obviously, kind of knowing what we know from from previous and all the kind of like nice information that's come to light within the past kind of 24, 36 hours or so, how do you feel about Canate potentially coming to Liverpool? And do you think as, as, as we look to this season, more importantly, we lost Virgil van Dijk to, in, to to a season-long injury. We lost, and then we lost Joe Gomez to a season-long injury as well. I think those two kind of had their places cemented for the foreseeable future at Liverpool. I think it'd be safe to say. Do you see him more as the long-term Matic replacement, and do you think this will be a shrewd investment in the long term as well?
5: Um. Yes. So I will, I will answer the first part. So you see him as a long-term matter replacement? Yes. And I do like the. Um, the comparison Ellis made with uh, with Matip. The way he dribbles with the ball, the way he comes out with it, he's very gangly, doesn't look very natural, however it's effective and he gets the job done. Um, Both Matip and him are both tall men, Um, and and he looks like he's got a bit more PMP about him. He looks like he could get down and dirty a bit more. He looks a bit, although his injury record doesn't necessarily show that as yet, and I know because you're going to get into that a little bit later. However, I do think he's a bit more rigid and a bit more sturdy. I think he can withstand a lot. He's 21 years old. I think it's a very sweet piece of business. Most likely looking to buy out, to go through his buyout, clause, which I think is €40 million, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So... Yeah, I, honestly I think it's a very I think it's a fantastic piece of, of business. Every time I've watched Leipzig, I've always been more impressed with him as opposed to um Upamakano. Every time I see I see um, Diot play, he's always trying to play a box to box centre half. It doesn't really make much sense to me. He's a bit rash, he's a bit overzealous in his challenges. Much like Fofana um for Leicester, but with less um success rate, actually. So Kanate, I like him, and I I think he can he'll do he do really well with our with our boys and I'm I'm, I'm just I'm happy for Gomez really to have some proper um to have some proper uh, competition. Someone he can really go up against and be like, you know what I need to up my game. You know, the same way we're but on the case for Trent and Gomez is great for us, in the same way um, Trent is. However, there's been times that they've been slacking more recently, so it's good for them to get, get kicked up the side. And the only way you can really do that, or the most effective way we've seen in the past, is you bring in another top talent who can really push them to their wits end. And just like that, they improve. Their, they're both improving how they play. And then Klopp has a fantastic problem on his hands. Who, who does he start alongside VVD? So yeah, man, honestly, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fantastic piece of business. And I'm I'm just excited the fact that we're getting we're getting news of a transfer in March like that Liverpool that like, this is insane um I I still don't really believe what has gone through like there's too much going on it's, it's too good to be true but once it's confirmed then I can I can be ecstatic but yeah man it's good link so far
1: we can breathe we can breathe it's a nice Easter exactly. surprise we know we know mm. we know we have a good Easter surprise here at the end um Mark I'll come to you. Again, from obviously, a little bit of an excerpt from the same piece from, from Tom Warville. And again, listeners, I do implore you to come and kind of, if you do have an Athletic athletics subscription, do go over and read that subscription. Some fantastic stuff on there uh, in regards to Ibrahim Kanate. A really good piece from good friend of the pod, Rafa Honigstein, as well there too. Um, Kanate does excel in his individual battles, though, both in the air, in open play, and when attempting to beat opposition players one-on-one. From what we look for in our centre-backs, in terms of having that that a little bit of an X-factor in terms of the 1v1s, we've seen it with Virgil, we've seen it with Gomez, and those aerial battles, which I think is something that we've massively lacked since the vast majority of our centre-backs just died, essentially. There's, there's no other way of putting it. They all just died, realistically. How excited are you for someone to have a bit more of an aerial presence inside of both boxes from a defensive and attacking point of view?
4: Um, I feel like that's something that we've been missing for quite some time and even when Van Dijk and Gomez have been playing together only Van Dijk seems to be someone who can really attack the ball in both areas Gomez isn't amazing in the air um, I know the athletic piece did say that Canarte is a great set piece wise but in the open play, aerial duels he absolutely eats everybody up so it would be nice to see him translate that overall cross into set pieces where he can be a threat for us in the offensive areas and be a defensive store in the air for us because I feel like we've conceded quite a few goals from set-pieces this season where we haven't been able to clear the ball properly and it's just been recycled and they've ended up scoring off a silly mistake in the area or something like that. But hopefully that'll be something we can look forward to next season if he does sign.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I, it's, it's nice to know, I think, like I before said, that uh, on the assumption that we do activate this release clause, because it does seem like personal terms are being agreed. It's a very big statement of intent to say that we want this player. And they do see that this, pl- this player being Canate is the long-term succession. And uh, another thing um, me, me and Alice particularly have been talking about is if you buy um Oz and Kabak as well, you've stockpiled two very good defenders under the age of 22 who have very good long-term futures in front of them. So in terms of having that boxed off, hopefully, such would, for the foreseeable future, it'd be a really good coup.
3: Um,
1: but again, obviously, uh, David Ornstein has said that he's our top target for the position, and we have been monitoring for a long period of time. Obviously, based on what we discussed here, uh, just, are you concerned by the release clause, which is €40 million, Euros, so roughly around about £35 million, pounds, in, we talk about transfer fees in, in, in modern money. This is as bourgeois and fair it sounds, and I'll just sound like a complete arse saying that. Um, it doesn't seem like a massive outlay of money. Um, but given our need to nail every single transfer, and given Canate's recent injury woes, is it a risk or is it a massive statement of intent?
5: Okay, I'll answer that. Um, sorry, Else, Apologies. Um, I don't think it's a risk. Well, I mean, I'm, with every transfer, it's a risk, isn't it? Like, if, even 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 Taki was a bit of a risk. I know, obviously, there's the risks are are obviously lower with eight million pounds, but I think this is the kind of move we need to really make. It is a move of intent. Like being linked to a top class, highly touted young centre back in the month of March, in a season where we've been like... our oh, we need to be making, we need to be making money moves to, 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 to um, to, to, to quote the words of Cardi B, like it's, it's good to see from us. Normally, like I think this is a big summer window, and I know because you're gonna get into it a little bit later. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it a little bit beforehand, but it's a big window for us. It's a window where we, where we, either dip and go back into our usual lull of being the, a, 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 I don't know, like a, like a, a mid to, to, to lower first, um, to lower our top half team to where, or and just. just Chilling around there until we bring in another top class attacking talent and we go boost ourselves up again and that usual dip. And then just like a roller coaster, right? As opposed to us building a dynasty and looking to stay at the top. And actually being a force in English football once again, just 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 like we were back in Edison's day. So we need to we need to um. So I, I think I think that's I think that's really really key. I like the statement of intent. I like the fact that we can really really press home and be like, look, you know what? We're Liverpool. We are cha- we're reigning champions. We've had an awful season, obviously. However, like let's push on from here. Next season is going to be a big season. Let's not rest on our laurels or the money that we've made so far. Like, cool. Let's invest into the company. let's invest into the business, or the or the, the football club, rather. And let's make a move again. I like it. I like it. I want to see more stuff like this, man. Next for me is a striker. But yeah, we'll get into that another time. But yeah, I like this. I like this.
1: And Bapay 2021. 20, let's yes, let's go. I like it, by yeah. the way, Harold. I like how you the early plug to the latest stuff. It gives the audience mm-hmm. something to hold on to and know that they want to listen to because you've spoken with such passion as you normally do, good <laughs> sir. But else again is you, 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 you were one of the first people to kind of highlight Kanate uh, as as a potential transfer target and we've been kind of discussing him as a target in the past few weeks in a bit more in a bit more detail um oh I like that that was really good <laughs> I, did, I just didn't know we could do make him that big um, <laughs> <laughs> um we we've been talking about him as a as as a target recently you know in the past few weeks um and there was there was rumors of a cut price fee, which for us kind of raised a little bit of red flags in terms of his recent injury injury history. But again, obviously factoring in the injury history, do you still think that this is a risky piece of business? Um, um or do you think it is quite the coup?
2: Yeah, at first when when we saw it from the face value, obviously a lot of us were looking at um transfermarket dot com and we saw better injuries and that, you know what I'm saying. But when you break it down, um the major injury he had, plus the other days he had to take off, was just an effect of that one injury. So if you take that out, and another good point Simon Brundish made, um, he said um, if if you see a top defender with like one injury at that price, you take that risk. Just because he's 21, you're going to give him a lot of time to recover from that said injury because he's going to come in at 4th, Choice um, centre-back And he's going to have A Gomez and a Van Dyke Touch with their healthy To play ahead of him Obviously they're going to Also be recovering But Because he's so young And he's, his body's probably Just about finished Growing pause And he'll, he'll be able to to you know, Be able to recover fully And I'm sure And I think I said In the group chat I think Liverpool Really really trust Their new doctor And their rehabilitation process So I don't think I think for me it's a good, good piece of business. It is a good piece of business. Thirty five five years old. He's played a fair few games at the top levels. Played Champions Leagues. One of France's brightest talents. Yeah, I think I think is what is worth it. To be fair,
1: I can, can completely agree, Mark. I'll pose the same question to you. Uh, I just want to quickly read something that Rafa Honnigstein said in his piece on the Athletic again. But yeah, the, I'm plugging the Athletic so much they need to send me some royalty checks, boy, because. Out, I, they need to check their redemption race the day after because woo business. Week, I'm giving them at the moment. Um, there is a perception that the player has been injury prone, when in reality he suffered one serious injury to his hip flexor muscle. Um, he had that surgery nine months ago, and there's been no kind of recurring injuries after that, which is a good sign. So uh, again, again for you, Mark. I know you. I know you're a guy who you love your. You love a football player like this. You love someone where. You can see every single good piece of aspect about the player. We've seen it on display. Um, and it's, it's a nice piece. It's another chess piece on the board for Klopp to work on. So I'll pose the same question to you, Mark. Risky piece of business or a shrewd dealing?
4: You know how I feel about my last six boys. Shout out to Naby. But yeah, to get one of the most young competitive centre-backs in the world at the moment, for let's say it is at the cut price for 22 million pounds, or even if it is at the uh, release clause, which is roughly about 35 million pounds, that is an absolute cue to me for someone of his age, where the raw the raw talent is there and it's evident to see for everybody. Like all he needs is the right coaching and to be able to be managed correctly. So like Fakohunde said, he isn't really injury point. He's had a few niggles this year after a serious injury. And prior to this season, I believe he was top three under 21 centre-backs that have played the most amount of time in the Champions League, according to the athletic piece. And he has such a vast amount of experience at the top level, so it would only bode well for us, having someone like that in our ranks.
1: Could completely agree. It's, it reminds me very much of kind of like an old Manchester United kind of signing where it's one of the better-performing young players from across the continent they bring him in and it becomes an inst- well, I say instant success. He's there for the next ten or odd years, absolutely just dominating, dominating the field. So i like that since Mohamed Sacko, to be honest. Since that was like 2013, I believe, where a PSG at
4: such a young age, 23, and we mm. him. Yeah, he hasn't become a role player. So he didn't become a world success at Liverpool, so hopefully it becomes a successful for Canate.
1: Yeah, the, the SACO one's a weird one as well because you could see every single aspect of the uh, you know ha, how good he was. Obviously, that 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 drugs test kind of just really knocked him by the wayside, really. So it's an unfortunate set of circumstances there. But now, completely, agree with you all I think, it, it, uh, touch wood, this uh, transfer does go through and does seem like it, it, it will at this stage with the confidence that David Osteen has reported it with. Um, it'll be it'll be a really good statement of intent and you know, we're kind of, we've been discussing week in, week out. Um, what, what if you finished here? What does that mean for transfers? And it's nice to see that Liverpool are kind of back, back in their action, really. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're saying that, you know, this is going to be the summer where we kind of do things a little bit differently and we make some major investments. So it's just really good to see. So gents, I set you all some homework earlier on today, uh, class, school is now in session. So I want to see what you came back with. Um, according to the piece on the BBC uh, I saw that last night, uh, Liverpool have a shortlist of five centre-backs they're looking at this summer, which includes Ibrahim Konate and Ozan Kabak. So, I asked you guys, kind of all, all independently, to kind of give your opinions on who the other three centre-backs that you would have in your own individual list. So, Let's see who you guys came up with. I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know why it's really sad, but I'm really looking forward to see the guys that um you've come, that you guys have come back with because some of the footballing brain pause that is on uh, display and is always kind of <laughs> on show in, in this pod. It's just it's just it's it's galaxy brain and it's it's fantastic. So, um, Els, I'll let you kick off the three centre backs that you pick to be on your Thank you.
2: Yeah, um, so the first one was Lloyd Bade, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong so if you're listening, um, at Lons, um, a young, young defender, probably like 20, French under 21, he, he's like, reminiscent of uh, Wesley Fofana, very, very aggressive, good football. Oh, tell you, like, well, he's not as aggressive. No, sorry, scrap that. He's not as aggressive as Wafafana. He's more of a, what do you say, cultured centre-back, you know, someone that just rolls Royce, type defender, likes to play football, gets on the ground, reads the game well, decent pace about him. Good, good, good footballer, very good footballer. So he's one I looked at, and um, so was linked with him in January, but nothing came off it. Um, the second one was concert at Aston Villa. Somebody, I really, I really do that. Some, someone I did. I really do. That. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend is in agreement. Thank you, sir.
1: Well, <laughs> if, if if you are listening on 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 the audio format that, uh, Mr. Harold and Mr. Mark and myself were all in agreement with that. Would be a very good, a very good, a uh, very good pick. But uh, yeah, if if you're not watching on video, you are missing out. So do head over to the, our YouTube page. And search um, Copper Fracas today to watch the latest episode. But sorry, I was gone.
5: Wait, no, no. I was, I was before you go. A lot of you guys, yeah. A lot of you guys are bare watching it and you're not subscribed, yeah. So you come right, in and, and you on. come for a free ride and then you squallate and you just you go off me there, Look, to subscribe it costs absolutely nothing at all. Just one click at the zero. Button and Zero and you can have us on your subscription feed. So please stop what you're doing right now. Search for Touchdown Fraco on your YouTube. And click subscribe so you can bring up demand man. Them and the more subscribers we get, the more the bigger we get, the better guests we can have on, the better equipment we have. There's less complaining. Look, you guys have a great time, yeah? We have a great time, you have a great time, we have a great time. Everyone happy, anyway? Sorry, Ellis, as you were, everyone wins. So,
2: back to regular transmission. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was, <laughs> it was, as we stop to Aston Biddle, I really do like him. He reminds me of a bit of uh, Joe Gomez in his play, um. Obviously, he's still a bit of a raw talent. Uh, but it's, it's hard to say that when you're like 23, but obviously in, in his game, there's some there's some things he needs, some deficiencies that he needs to iron out. But apart from that, I do like it. Obviously, pace he's got it in abundance. He's very strong. Again, a good footballer. What, else, what What more do you want? And the last one I picked was um, Shaz at Ajax. Did I say his name
5: right? Oh, sure. But yeah, Shaz, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: sure. At, at Yes like the uh, I, not the drink not the dream that Christmas When that's coming next Christmas, but yeah <laughs> But, yeah, um I, again, he's another player that we had a a good opportunity to watch him. We played I this season,
1: did not it group stages, yeah, yeah two games it um, seems it like it was seven years it, it generally does seem like it was seven years ago oh, because time it, time up. time is just that uh, time is like a Mobius strip at the moment, it's just endless. And just
3: keeps us going. Endless.
2: Yeah, it feels like a long, long time ago. Yeah, another get another player that really impressed us. Strong in the air. A good footballer. Deceptively quick. Oh rapid. He like, wasn't even running Bro, he's racking. He wasn't running Yeah, bro. And he kept his stride for his stride for someone as like, as big as him, because he's probably what, 6'4". Six, 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 he's a bit of a unit. So that like, to move to move out quickly, man, it's kinda of scary, man. Like, like a wide receiver or linebacker or something. So yeah, he's, he's another player that um I do like and I, I think those are the type of players. And I think Liverpool are, are going to be looking in that kind of age bracket between 21 and 24 because those obviously we're looking toward the future and we have to evolve. So those are the three centre-backs that I think Liverpool should be looking at in my mind, imaginary
1: mind. So, <laughs> so Loic Barde there from... Long, was it?
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's... No? Uh, is it long? Yeah, long. I think so, yeah. Um, Pershaw's and Ezri Conter there on Ellis's list. I did like how he kind of went on about Pershaws and turning to LeVar Ball. Can he run? Can he jump? Not like my boy. Um, <laughs> Mark, I'll let you go next. So I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting your feedback here. Okay, I tried to
4: go for all kind three of because... I wanted to think of things that people wouldn't really pick up. But um, wild card, I wanted to say Tomori. Um, I think he's doing really, really well at AC Milan. He plays a high line. He's quick left footed centre-back as well. Um, I know we did cop Ben Davis, but we are in need of a left-set centre-back center that can actually start and play some games, not just someone that's there for decoration. Um, he fills up the English quotient as well. So I feel like it'll be a really hard buy because I think AC Milan have first optional for about 35 mil, But if we could poach him, it would be really nice to get someone in that age bracket as well. Um, then Militao, the Militao, and I was banging on about Militao all January because the rumours came up, but I think he has the potential to be a really good centre-back. I've always spoken about that Portuguese trio of Fab, um, Thiago, and Alisson being able to help him through games and coaching through games, especially with Fab and Thiago playing just in front, Alisson just behind. Um, That should build a bit of chemistry within that defensive unit. Um, I know he currently is behind the pecking order, sorry, low in the pecking order for Real Madrid, where he's behind Nacho, Varane and Ramos. Ramos may leave this season, but they will probably pick someone up and he may drop further down in the pecking order or stay where he is in the pecking order. So he might want to leave to get some games which is why he's not on two astronomical fees for someone at Real Madrid. He's only on 100k, so we could possibly get him for 100k, see if we can get a little pay cut to come and start some games, or so hopefully the Premier League champions next season. But we'll see how that goes. Um, and Real Madrid need to get some funds to sign some people of their own. And with them struggling for funds at the moment, and them currently being under scrutiny through court cases and so on and so forth, so forth, they would want to sell off some of their players, free up some of their wages, and be able to buy in legally as opposed to scamming from the Spanish government.
1: I don't even have to. I don't even have to it there because it's kind of proven. Um, um, <laughs> who's, who's, who's your last choice?
4: Last choice, I'm gonna go Hulkim Anderson at Fulham. Um, when I have watched him play and this is just purely eye test when I have watched him play he looks really really good currently on loan from Leon um, with Fulham going down well possibly going down and I'm assuming they do Um, they won't be able to keep him on even if they do stay up he's performed so well and at such a high level higher than Fulham's level anyway in my opinion that people can just want to pick him up from Leon and with all the financial struggles French teams are under at the moment it shouldn't really be too much of an astronomical fee. He is twenty-four, um, he's pre proven. Once someone has already played in the pyramid and understood the permit, it's so much easier for them to adapt. So E. G. Andy Robertson, who was at home, got relegated and you could see Crow about he was one of the better players in the team. He's already adapted to the intensity of English football and was able to do that step up albeit after being coached through everything. So yeah, pick the boy up. Coach him a little bit. Klopp has been shown to get the best out of most people. I know he hasn't completely got a 100% success rate, but most players tend to improve on the clock And, yeah, he might be a really, really good guy.
1: Some interesting choices there. So just to summarise, Mark's selections. Uh, Ficcao Tamore of Chelsea, currently at AC Milan. Um, Edo Melitao of Real Madrid. And last but not least, Joachim Anderson. At Fulham currently, uh, currently at Fulham of Leon. Did, did, did like how you kinda of got the the Ben Davis bit in there? Uh, it's just just it's just really funny to me that we've kind of, we signed this guy from Preston, and we've we've been that good. with transfers recently that we all kind of sat down and went. Oh, hang on a minute, this could possibly work. And he's just he's just not played.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
3: That is
1: a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stop-you-out speech. It opened so, up so
4: many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
1: Listen to The Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: Whatever. So it's nice to know that we've been indoctrinated into the cult of Michael Edwards very quickly and very seemingly unknowingly before our eyes. Which I guess a good cult leader possibly does. Last but not least, Mr. Harold. <laughs>
5: <Yes>. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yes, yeah, so they're, they're, annoyingly, my um, my very old friend Ellis has, has, has got a couple of the ones that I was going to go for in his list. The first, and, the first one, oh my gosh, my alarm's going off in my house. Wow, wow, wow. Bear <laughs> with me, bear with me. Chris, take over. <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs>
1: Slight technical delays there. Uh
0: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card. And if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
5: Um.
3: You've heard us talking about it before. And we're back again to talk to you about hosting your own podcast here at Blue Wire. Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join that's bw hustle hustle spelled h-u-s-t-l-e dot com slash join check out the description box for this episode to find out more okay okay back
5: to normal my goodness my sister sorry guys okay wow that's never before happened okay so my very first pick esri concert for sure and look Ellis made a lot of similarities or a lot of um, comparisons between him and our, our very own Joe Gomez. I think there's reasons for that. Both of them came up in Charlton. Both both of them played that right played that right back, and both of them looked like they weren't they were not as good as they were touted. They put them into the centre half, and they look, both look very very good. And they they play quite similarly. They're quite front footed. They're confident on the ball. They're they're of that young player. They've got that a bit of confidence about them. They've got an eye for well, I won't say day. Constant's got more of an eye for goal. Gomez obviously never scored. <laughs> so never score for us. Um but I I'm I, I'm 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 a fan of him. He they, they look like he looks like I won't say day. He looks like he enjoys his defence, looks like he relishes it properly. Um, i 've always liked him i 've always i 've never really been a been a big fan of Tyrone mings if i 'm completely honest with you and I think con makes him look much better than he actually is if i 'm completely honest with you I think he stepped into that role very very well made it his own when he was out earlier the season they didn 't look like the same team he 's come back in and he's, and he's look he 's looked great obviously having um emmy martinez in at, at the back is obviously helping as well but honestly he's he 's great he's he 's fantastic and he 's much better than i 've and i I thought he could be i 'm um, another one that like Ellis said is per sure. He is he is brilliant. I've, he's um <clears throat> he's about six foot two, six foot three. He is and he's got like yeah like Ellis said deceivingly quick like he's got, PM, he's got he's got the PMP but you'd think it was just the latter P just the power but the pace is there as well he keeps up with players he impressed me in both of those games and funnily enough um, th- th- things that people don't know about Persia, he actually did have a trial with Liverpool two years ago Um, so it isn't it isn't, isn't too much as a surprise that once again like uh, our scouting options are not too far off from, from from what we are talking about here today I think he's I think he's fantastic and I would love him in my, in my team he's only, he's only 21 he's a country expires next year look these are these are great things for us like let's let's pounce on that let's take advantage of it he's fantastic last but not least i'm going to stick with my my choice that we had when we did that november poll that chris set up um i'm going to stick with my very first option that is the very my my, my favorite ben white so ben white obviously um He's had a interesting life. um in a Premier League so far. Obviously, coming coming back of um Leeds Championship campaign last year, he 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 goes back to the Amex, he goes back to Brighton, and he looks like everyone's looking at him. Okay, Cook, I need you to do well. He comes into the team. He doesn't look as good as, as he did in the Championship, unfortunately. However, he gets dropped out of the team and he comes back in, but alongside Lewis Dunk, now playing on the right hand side of defence as opposed to the left hand side, and he looks fantastic. He looks like the kind of guy that you expected before. Great ball playing centre back, very decent in the year. I've got a little bit of stats here. I'm, I'm gonna go full full marker with this. Um, he's got a defensive duel rate. So at the at the halfway point of the season, so at the end of January, he had a de- defensive duel rate for sixty, which was sixty three percent. Which in a Graham Potter team is fairly good. They're very expansive, very open team. It's very good to give you some comparison. Our best one on one dual um, defender this year was Joel Mata with sixty seven percent. He's obviously just four behind that. He also wins about sixty percent of his aerial duels. Decent. Comfortably higher than both Hendo and Fab, obviously they're not centre halves. Um, he's English contingent. He helps with the homegrown. Quite um, what he helps with the homegrown conditions that we that we need to need to have. Obviously, if you have a 25-man squad, at least eight of those players over 21 years old have to be homegrown. So he helps with that. Also, he can play both DM, he can play centre half, he can play left and right. He's 23 years old. He's six foot. And he's a baller, man. He's, he's a baller. I, I like how he plays. He looks like he's comfy on the ball. I love these new age centre backs where they're not just hoofing it up up the pitch. They're comfy on the ball, progressing attacks, and that's exactly what we need. That is that's Liverpool Football Club. It is well on on the club in more recent times. it's Everyone who is a footballer, and no one is a builder playing centre half. There, there, there's no, there's no sorry, Anik. There's no Connor Cody's like we've got. You
1: beat me two <laughs> now. <of> <laughs>
5: We've all got, we all got. Everyone is a footballer, even our keeper. For goodness' sake, is a, is a baller. Like everyone can play good football, and yeah, those are my three. Man, those are my three: Persha, Esri, Conser, and Ben White. I am eagerly awaiting that preseason
1: game where Alisson plays central midfield just for shits and giggles. I am very <laughs> much, I'm very much waiting for that because I remember, it, I remember uh, Pepe Reina did it in one of the preseason games. So I'm eagerly awaiting that because I know that's what secretly Allison does want to do. Um, you've had the guys give their free centre-backs. Um, I want to know, and we want to know, what you, our amazing audience, thinks. So head over to our Twitter page, or if you want to do it on our Instagram page, do do, do so as well, at Fracas. and please give us your free centre-backs that would make your shortlist of who you want Liverpool to buy this summer. We will be eagerly awaiting your responses in the next few days. Um, quick, quiet question, gents. Um, we did a Patreon... Exclusive uh, a few weeks ago called summer twenty one summer twenty twenty one the summer of opportunity. So both David, this is such an athletic heavy podcast. It's unbelievable. Um, both David Ornstein and James Pierce have stated uh, that the summer of twenty twenty one presents the summer of opportunity for Liverpool Football Club to invest in the squad, as we alluded to a little bit earlier on. So, in your own opinions, uh, do you agree that? Do you agree with that statement, uh, Harold? Let you kind of kick off the conversation here.
5: I'm gonna change it a bit. i'm not gonna say some of opportunity i am um, i'm gonna to say to summer to seize of the opportunity so i'm gonna say not just opportunity opportunity sounds like oh we could we're in we're leveling about seven eighths and in in, in 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 the table not everyone's investing let's just take a let's take a let's take a leap let's seize the opportunity right now. This is this is it. Look, this season has been a bit. It's not a bit. It's been very bizarre. You can't really predict for. This. You can't really prepare for this. really black that we can say that we should have signed another centre half in the summer. But cool, it didn't happen. Fine, we we'll move on. When you when all three of your your main three centre halves get injured, look, it's okay if you have a, a blip in your season, but we can still salvage it. Cool. So now it's all about how we respond. It's exactly what I was saying earlier. We need to show emphasis. We need to show real guile. We need to show real endeavour and real intent that we actually want to get back to the top and where, and where we should be. That's what's really key for me. The only thing that annoys us fans, I think I can speak on your behalf, is when a team, especially us in the past, looks like they're just content with being rubbish. And unfortunately, we understand that football is a business, but we're fans who want our teams to do well. Obviously, we want the companies. To do, we don't really care, actually. I'm not talking about. We don't care how well the company does. We want, first of all, our club that we, which we love and we've grown up supporting to do well, first and foremost. And it's important that our owners sharing that. And if they're sharing that same thought as us, they will invest accordingly. I feel like I'm doing a speech. I feel like they, are, they will, they will invest in us accordingly. So it's all about seizing the opportunity this summer. It's all about us really showing that, yo, we're here to stay. Like I was saying, like we're not, we're not going to be, uh, we're not going to be like, um, a little uh flashing the frying pan kind of thing. We're gonna be like, okay, you know what? Like we're we're around that like, this Liverpool team are a force and you're going to take serious knocking off our perch the same way Fergie Fergie did. Um so yeah man look that's that, that's it for me. Look this is like you said season for me summer to seize opportunity, that's how I would phrase it. I don't want to go on for too long, but yeah, that's my that's my two piece.
1: Very eloquently well said and I completely agree with all the points you made there. Else yourself
2: Yeah obviously yes. Follow on from Harold can't really add to that Bible just because I like to now. Um, I think, I think, the, <laughs> I think this summer we we have to right the wrongs of of this season again. You can't really you can't really um, say that. Oh yeah, we expected to lose free centre backs to free season ending injuries. You know what I'm saying? I know some people want to say, oh yeah, we should. we did say we want to sign a centre back, but we thought we can ride it until January. And evidently we couldn't. So yeah, I think this is this summer. It is time to seize the opportunity because Man City are losing their greatest goalscorer in Aguero, so they will need to replace that. Um, Liverpool have an opportunity to replenish the squad, make it a bit younger. There's a there's a chance to evolve from what we was last season, and there's the chance for us to be something different next season. Um, if you look at all the players that were linked with, they're all between 21 and 25. They're all ball-playing footballers, so you can see that the tactics want to change. Um, there's probably players in the squad that feel that they've got something, they've got more to offer, and they want to show that. Klopp is going to have the bit between his teeth because it's a man that's really, really hurting. There's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people who are now doubting his credentials and capabilities, and from from how we have intensively, intensively studied Klopp, we know he's a proud man and he's not going to take that lightly. So I think, yeah, Howard is right and I think this is a summer for opportunities and it's starting off right with with the um, with the Canarte link. It's showing that, yeah, we're on it and we're looking to, to build a squad that's going to really scare the whole of Europe because when, when you think about it, when you have a manager like Klopp, man, like me, I've always been a player where, I've always been a person where, since Klopp has come in, I don't care who we get. I don't give a damn who we get, bro. We can go and get a player from flipping Akron to Stanley. I just, I've got so much confidence in Klopp that he's going to improve that kind of player and, and just make that player one of the best, like um, Mark said, with Robbo. So I believe that it is, it is a, a summer where Liverpool can address some wrongs and, and evolve the team and get back to where he was.
1: Completely agree put, put time to put the word back on the street that we're up, we're back up, doing what we do best. Mark, you by that. yourself.
4: Cool.
1: By yourself. Summer of opportunity, or the summer to yeah, seize on the opportunity.
4: Oh, definitely. So, like, if you look at the summer in context here, yeah, like the full context of everything, Messi probably moves this summer. Ronaldo probably moves this summer. Two generational talents move off the back of that this summer in terms of Mbappe and Haaland Then you get the Greenishes, the Isco's, the Duvalers, like those li- lesser-known talents, but still amazing talents that could probably move this summer. Like, there's so many players out there and there's so much value within the market, especially where a lot of people are being forced to sell from COVID that there's so many players that we can buy and so many avenues we can explore in terms of who we can bring in. So like Ellis said, to begin with, riding on to this season and it by a scruff of the neck by going into the market and addressing every single thing that we put out this season and that was exposed this season. And in terms of the chance to evolve that, and also spoke about, the, we've all been speaking about Crop's new way of playing, and trying to evolve into a more of a full-playing type of team where we've got passes in the middle instead of industrious workers in the middle with that Milner, Henderson, and Genie trio. We've started to shift towards Sabino, Thiago, and maybe a Jones, or maybe a Kato or something like that, where we can exploit the middle of the park more. So this is a perfect time to go and get someone that can do that like we've been born in over our, and Leon are in financial trouble themselves. We can go slap that money down. They might have to be, well, they might be forced to sell based on their financial constraints. And so many things can fall in our favour in that sense, in terms of the chancellor market. And even from within ourselves, there's a lot of players in the squad who haven't performed up to a level that they wanted to this season have got to come back to the point to prove. Um, if the rumours are true and Trent does miss the Euros, then Trent is going to be burning. I feel like that will drive him to do even greater things than he's done prior to dropping out or so being dropped. Um, and at this point in time, I don't really feel like we're too far off the rest of the teams in the league. Like, we're still talking about possibly finishing fourth in what has probably been our worst season on the clock performance-wise. So who knows? Who knows? I feel like this is the perfect time to go out and grab the people we need to grab, address certain issues, bring in or refresh the squad a little bit and bring in people that can contribute off the bench as well.
1: On last Completely agree. I fully agree with every single point you guys have made. And and, and listen, we call it the summer. We we, we we say the summer of opportunity because you you just look at some of the wealth of talent that's possibly going to be available um, this summer. Um, you know, from from you guys like your Jadon Sancho's, Erling uh, Haaland's to um, some of the I guess lesser known guys, but, but are performing really highly like Rodrigo De Paul um, from a midfield point of view. There's going to be real opportunities to really refresh this squad and bring in some much-needed weaponry to add to an already impressive arsenal um, to kind of go back fighting next season to win back what is rightfully ours. Um, so yeah, very much looking forward to seeing seeing what we do. And one of the patterns that I've kind of noticed is all the players that we've been linked, we've been linked with, they've all intertwine very clearly. You could see the definition. You can see what what kind of st- type of player we're going for. And how that will fit the playing style going forward. So it's going to be really interesting. And what's even more interesting is you can be with us every step of the way as we kind of break down these transfers, break down the guys that we're linked to by subscribing to our Patreon page. Again, from just let us £5 a month, you'll have access to a wealth, wealth of audio, video, and written content from myself, Harold, Els, Mark, all the other guys and girls from Cop End. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a hit. We've got so many great patrons that subscribe already and please feel free to ask them how their experience has been and they will tell you the exact same thing that I am saying right now, that they enjoy it. And that's why they keep subscribing, baby. Um, so, yeah, please, please do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copy and and subscribe today. And if you are watching on YouTube, like Harold said earlier, like, like my associate, Mr. Harold, said earlier on, what the hell are you doing if you have not subscribed by right now? I don't know how many times we've got to say it. How many times have we got to say this? Click the button, subscribe, and you'll get instant alerts whenever we go live. The main pod go live. Mogga go live. Choshi go live. You've got a whole bank of content to watch. We've even got pit stuff fracas now. We've even got uh, ringside fracas now. We're covering more than just football. Courtside. A plethora. Courtside, baby. Courtside. NBA trade deadline just went and you've missed a whole lot of coverage from Mr. Harold here who's giving, giving you amazing breakdowns of all the stuff that the Orlando Magic did and you missed out on it. Why? Because you're too lazy and you didn't want to click a button. That's why.
5: That's I why want you guys you. to know that Chris's services are available to be rented out from as little as £10 an hour. He can be your very own hype man. <laughs> Just contact me. Just contact me. My at is ellisco underscore L me personally and we can, we can, we can chat about it.
4: Let's get this I done, baby. make
1: sure that invoice for you... Um, well. <laughs> Va, VAT um, will be applied to the invoice as well.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been 10 years of FSG ownership uh, for Liverpool Football Club. So I kind of want to get your opinions on how these 10 years have gone. Realistically, the highs, the lows... Essentially, what I want to know from you guys is: Has it been a successful period, Mark? I'll start with you. Do you think it's been a successful period? Ten years Pope for, with FSG.
4: Long and short, yes. Like, if you won the Champions League again, you won the Premier League again. So you won Premier League for the first time, breaking the thirty-year drop. Like, that's an amazing feat in itself. That that, as a culmination of a ten-year period, yeah, is justice in itself of your management skills and your ownership skills. Um, I do feel like there were some wrongs and there was definitely some lows. Um, Gerard slip being one, that was a magnificent low for all of us. Crystal, Crystal Ball even, I don't even want to call it Crystal Ball, Crystal Palace, basically losing the game, tossing it away. That was a low for us as well, but to be able to bounce back and to get to where we are now on the clock and have just progressed so far, I know that this season doesn't really seem like that and I should it feels like we're a bit down based on that, but to do everything we did last season to get ninety eight points and then ninety nine points to win it is such an amazing feat and how they've built up the squad, how the squad looks in comparison to ten years ago. And to be honest, someone should actually read out what we how we lined up ten years ago today because this is absolutely atrocious compared to what we could possibly line up to in a four fit squad. So Great to see what they've done
5: and to see how they progressed us as
1: a club and got us back to somewhat of our pedestal where we should have been. Yeah, I I'm just think... fine. I'm just oh. finding that squad right now. So let's see. Uh, let's 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 see what it was because this is going to be going to be painful. Right. It's going to be painful right. for All everyone if right.
5: All right, cool. While while Chris while Chris finds that another low point, December 2015, Liverpool two, West Brom two. And we all went to go and bow in front of the cops. Unbelievable seats. I didn't have a clue what was going on. We were getting mocked. We were being laughed at. It was an outrageous season, man. That 15 season, up and down, up and down. Yeah, I, I, I have to echo what Mark said. Think, I think Mark played really, really well, if I'm completely honest with you. It has had its, its lows. And the lows have been so low. Like, they've been peak, peak lows. However... It's for those lows that we can really appreciate the highs as cheesy as it sounds. I think we do need to celebrate that it has been a success. We've won a Champions League again. We've won our Premier League for the very first time. We've, we've amassed the greatest amount of points we ever have done in, in, in in a 38 game season. I think it's, I think it's sensational. We have the second, we have the second best Premier League total of 99 points. Ever, like it's it's incredible. We have we, we signed a man called Mo Salah about to about to collect his third golden boot in four years. We have we have two of the two of the best wide forwards in the world. We have the best centre half in the world, the best CDM in the world, the best goalkeeper in the world. We the best the best left back left best left back in the world. We have some of the greatest players playing for our team right now, and that's all been has uh, all been a culmination of the lows that we've had to go through, the mids of the 15-16 and the 16-17 season, all to come up to see them once again the, the very topsy-turvy 17-18 season and then the 18-19 uh, like you think you've done so much and then you finally make it through with the Champions League at the end and then the 19-20 and then we obviously won it all then and then this season back down low but then looking at how we're going to go up for the next season etc cetera, etc cetera. I think you do have to say it's, it's been a success for sure like the trophies show it the, 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 the morale around it the revenue around the club the the, the links we're getting with the club like the, the amount times how long we've been in the Champions League for in, in, in succession in recent times it's it's clearly a, a much greater time to to be a Liverpool fan, and that we do have to give a lot of thanks to to the wonderful people at Fenway Sports Group for sure. I found, I found a team. It's it's not pretty.
1: I'm going to read it out. Rainer in goal. Rainer who was essentially kind of on his last legs at that point, uh, still Glenn playing though. Right yeah, true, true. 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 <laughs> <Yep>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I said last legs at an elite level. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan Johnson at right back. Paul Kaczewski at left back. <laughs> Sotirios Kyriakos. at centre oh back. Oh my gosh,
5: the worst of the half ever. I hate him so much. He is awful. <laughs> Go back and watch Kiriakos versus Crystal, where's it? No, West Brom away, we gave away a red card. Well, We gave away a, an own goal and a red card. I hated him, I hated him. Sorry, Chris, I didn't That's say right. that
4: that team up in front of me because someone was injured
5: he's awful like, it was the, one of the worst cameras I've ever seen from anyone I I oh hated man. him I oh hated man. him flipping great Carly looking ass useless man <laughs> 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 sorry Chris sorry Chris Congrats to Greg Carley
1: on on the WWE Hall of Fame, by the way. <laughs> um nice to, see some, it, nice to see some Punjabi representation in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Martin, Martin Skull, also a centre-back. Good Lord. Uh, Steven Gerrard. Joe Cole. That happened. Um, Maxi Rodriguez. Very underrated player at the time. Very I liked him. Luke, Lucas, who was, I think was playing in a number 10 role. Um, and... To Fernando Torres who at this point just went oh. I, just, no I'm not doing this anymore we're talking black
5: hair Torres was it the short black we're hair talk, Torres
1: we're, we're talking short hair Torres as well no so point, no, like, no. no. emo no, 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 Fernando no. Torres dyed like, has his hair black and he's gone I'm not doing this anymore <laughs> I want to leave Oi, I he's don't dead, I he's so you black, you're not my I'm real not dad like Roy Hodgson like
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Started> lifting his
1: and he oh my, for real now he's on the and David Ungargo front and oh. on the bench. Yeah, uh, you have current. You have current like Red Bull Leipzig goalkeeper Peter Galassi, uh, Daniel Agger, oh, Martin, Martin Kelly,
5: Christian Paulson. Know. Christian Paulson, bless him. To be fair, he signed really, really late, but he, yeah, he was he was crap man.
1: He was crap. He's also really, really shit. <laughs> yeah. <he was> <laughs> <laughs> Milan Milan Jovanovic.
4: I didn't,
5: I didn't Babble. mind him, you know. I didn't mind oh, him. I don't mind him.
1: That man was, ass. That you
4: know, was but,
5: ass. He had a good left foot, though. I didn't <laughs> mind
1: <laughs> him, you know. <laughs> um, Ryan Babb and Dirk Hoyt. Say so to say, <laughs> wasn't the best of times <laughs> that I have by volume yeah. for that period. Um, Els, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you. Just kind of ran off this little bit here. We kind of, you know, looking at where we were at that point, the product that was on the pitch, the managers that was in charge. the financial situation the club found itself in when FSG took over. Do you look at where we are now, a success? Or do you think there's still a lot more to kind of be accomplished?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a success um, because ultimately you aim to get to the summit of the football in England. And we've got there, um, both in England and within Europe. So it's a success. But I think within the success, there's always context in it. So you have to make a lot of errors. Um, this was their first venture into into football, so they didn't really know what the hell they were doing. They brought in Damien Camoli, who they thought that could help them. On on paper, it made sense to bring in a director of football who understood football to an mm-hmm. extent. Who um, who was very he was very um, so who understood what's it what's that thing always was what's that thing. Uh, Moneyball. Moneyball. Thank you. Who oh. understood Moneyball? Um, so it made sense um with the Moneyball strategy with all that statistics. They bought Luis Cyrus. Well, you bought Louis Suarez, then you buy Andy Carroll. <laughs> which is which is in the early stages, which was like um testament to what they were doing. So you do one good thing, then you do another mad thing. <laughs> then
1: um I can imagine when they brought um yeah, when yeah. they brought Carol and they kind of saw him for the first few appearances on the pitch. In that video, that guy where really he goes, fucking hell, man. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm
2: finished. <laughs> I'm finished.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: the hell I oh,
2: saw. <laughs>
4: exactly the same transfer window, yeah, and they paraded Carol like he was the marquee instead of Suarez. Suarez, Suarez. Suarez, yeah.
1: yeah. It didn't make sense. It
2: did not make sense. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what Liverpool are at. Um, I think they showed a lot of courage to get rid of Hodgson when they did. Um, they showed courage to bring in Dalglish. They listened to the fans. And that's and that's the thing with fans. Fans can never say that or oh, they don't get it because they listened. They they brought in Dalglish, who can steady the ship and who can unite the fans. Um, it's one of them, like, great American tactics. You know, let's do something so, you know, the fans can see us in a piece. You know what I'm saying? And they've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, that was too too long out of the game. I mean, it just bypassed him. He won us a trophy. Then you can see their vision when they tried to bring a young coach who's good at improving players, which is always their mantra, and that's what they did with Rodgers. That that failed. Yeah, that, the less that said about that, the better. He had a few bright spots, whatever. But then I think where they got it really right was again they showed courage to get rid of Rodgers when they did. And they brought in Klopp, and um, I think Klopp was, Klopp was probably the 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 poster boy for what they wanted to do. An enthusiastic young coach who is elite at improving players who are young. And for the last five years, we've been successful regardless of what people say. Obviously, they've got a few things wrong, like I said, the tickets they tried to, also the seventy-seven pounds, and obviously, yeah. sure they're discussed with that and write to Liverpool fans um, more recently the um the uh getting off also, the COVID thing furlough furlough my head is all over the rest. sorry yeah so furlough Then they got that right they tried to write that so like I said you have to look in context it's been a success but they've made a few errors and who doesn't make errors do you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day they've got to the summit and they've made us one of the best teams in Europe and we are linked with players like Mbappé who would have thought five years ago will be linked with a player like Mbappe? Like five years ago, he was the elite player, he was the elite young player. Um, I don't know, whoever it was at that, that time, would you say, oh, yeah, we can go and get him? Absolutely not. But we're at a level where we can say that, oh, he might come, you know what I'm saying? As funny as it may sound. So, all in all, I think I think they've been a success, man. That's that a couple of years ago, we'll get
4: snubbed by Dembele and uh, Dembele was... You was know what I'm saying? ...for Barca. But yeah, it's
2: different now. Still, so. even like Alex Tixera, Alex Tixera said nah, yeah. Makaterium. said nah, um, Costa. He said nah. We will get his, William. Easton, <laughs> we will get snub <laughs> only a few days ago. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, times have always changed. the bride,
1: always the bridesmaid, never the bride for those periods of times. Yeah, man. It's um. It was, it was a dark period for a while, but yeah, I mean, I, I echo what you guys have said, realistically. um, You look at the commercial, you know, the club, um, kind of all the money coming in now through the door, through commercial partnerships and whatnot. Um, you look at the improvements to, to the ground, to the stadium, and the planned improvements to the stadium as well to increase capacity to, again, generate more, more income and revenue. And what, what, the regen has done for the area around Anfield as well. It's absolutely, it's it's fantastic. Again, there has been some some hiccups across the way, uh, the ticketing prices, the furlough, and kind of the weird situation regarding the women's team where it's not got the investment that it it has when you kind of compare it to some of the other teams such as Chelsea and and Manchester City. The women's team were champions kind of back in 2014, so it's a bit odd that they've kind of never really invested or looked at that as a real good outlet considering how big women's football is in the States as well. But yeah, I mean, you, you look at the success we had on the pitch, um, most specifically under Jurgen Klopp, and how the process has gone from there. Kind of not being scared to put Michael Edwards in a position where he is running the transfers by himself and not having to be part of a weird transfer committee that I can only assume met around a round table uh, and discuss these things. But um, but yeah, it's 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 been a good, it's been a good success so far. But what do you think the, the future holds now? For, uh, for FSG and Liverpool. I mean, we've got the recent, inve- th- th- there's been a recent investment into FSG from, from Redbird Capital uh, in, in, with a fair chunk of money. Um, It's yet to be kind of really explained how that will trickle down into the relevant sports clubs. Um, You know, there's, there's talk about kind of investment in clubs such as Toulouse. Again, if there was a partnership there, it would be kind of following the Red Bull Leipzig model um, allowing players to get work permits and whatnot. So, what do you guys think Time back into that summer of opportunity piece as well, you know, we like to kind of talk about killing Mbappe potentially coming to Liverpool. Pipe dream or not, it seems to be a realistic possibility. So, what do you, what do you guys think the, the, the near future holds for the FSG reign at Liverpool? It
4: depends on this summer opportunity for me, still. It depends if they stick or twist. If they're able to get it right this summer, I feel like we can go from strength to strength. Um, we'll continue to turn money as a business, we'll be able to see success on the pitch, we'll be able to become more of a global name. I know we're currently catching, I believe, Man United in the rich chart, we can continue to talk with people in the rich chart. Um, and that's exactly what they want to hear. So I feel like if they can get right this summer, we can continue to have success on the pitch, as we expect to. We expect to be Premier League contenders next season, we expect to have a good Champions League one, we expect to be competing just be relevant and still be in the round and be talked about. Mm. If we can continue to do that, I feel like the future is extremely bright for them. Um, I know we had a few gripes, especially over this January period where they waited until the last day to sign centre-back. Um, if rumours are to be believed, there was a bit of pushback on Thiago as well. Thiago hasn't really panned that well on the pitch, so that hasn't really caused any of uproar, but yeah... If they can continue to get right instead of scrimping and saving like they have done at times, then they will continue to be relevant as a football club, bigger as a football club, and continue to win on it.
1: No, extremely well said, Mark. I completely agree.
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll add on to that. I do, yeah, a lot of it does depend on what we do this season, what we do in this off season. I can't tell you where their head is. at. I don't know if they wanna like yeah, echoing what Marcus said, but if they want to stick or twist, if they wanna, if they wanna sell the company and then just like banking on that and that profit they've made and the, the the brand that they've improved of that is Liverpool. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this this summer I think it will dictate a lot. If they are willing to stay, though, and like I I think they'll be in it. I think they'll be in it um, with with both feet. I don't think they'll be lukewarm. I don't think they'll be on the fence at all. I think with Klopp, he's he's someone who knows what he wants also. So I feel like he's someone who will really get into them about, look, if you're going to be here, I need support. And I need to be be supported fully. These are the kind of players I want. You want to build a dynasty in Liverpool. You really want to take this club back to the heights. But like I said, in in, in Ellis' day, if you really want to bring it back to those days... Then you're gonna to need to invest. You're gonna to need to dig deep, deep, into, deep into your pocket and be like, "Look, I'm gonna invest in this in this in this club." And I think that that's that's gonna say a lot about where where we go from them in the future. But like like we've mentioned just now, I think if we if we everything ended today and then he wanted to sell the club right this minute, you has to say it's a success. But I'm looking forward to the future and I hope they do stay with us because you can argue how much we are annoying about things not working or things not have not have gone our way or whatever, but it's it's worked, you know. Like as it's, it's, as much as the journey's been crazy, it's it's worked ultimately. So now we just need them there. Look, let's just walk over another two fifty mil, so going can get Mbappe in it. Let's yeah, go. Cool.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, um, if you know, if Mbappe is in the market, and am not gonna pull the money out. I can imagine club saying something like, "This to John Henry," so so, so Mr. Henry, we've we've killing Mbappe still available on these streets. This is the money you can pull from your heart to give me.
4: <laughs> bad, yeah. bad one,
2: it's probably a bad yeah man I just same thing as what everyone i saying I will see from this summer how far they want to go and um, what they want to do but at the end of the day the only way is up really just the way we operate the way we move um, we can put this season down to just bad luck um, with with a, with a significant news like Benate coming in March I just showed you that. It reminds me of the Fabinho deal. lose the Champions League final next thing, you know. You signed, a, you signed one of the best midfielders in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? So, we'll see what they're on this summer, man. If they can get it right this summer, then, boy, it's long for you, man. Still.
1: 100%, man. 100%. Echo everything that you guys have said. Um, you probably were expected to hear a little bit of um, Arsenal preview chat. We've got a little bit, we've got a little good something in store for you. Um, fight card. The fight card will be this Friday. This Friday at the Steel Cage Mega no, Slam. it's not going to be on Cage It's going to be on YouTube. Um, it might be in a Steel Cage. I, I'm not too sure. It would be nice if it was. Um, but tune in to Cop and Frackest, the Touchy Gunas fight card this Friday from the Cop and Tide, You have Mush and Julian representing, uh, from the Arsenal side. I'm not, to sure
5: is not yet confirmed but regardless it will be good fun so yeah like chris said yeah, this friday the second of this they're friday off 2nd off, of, of yeah. april said so that mark
4: awesome, yeah doing?
5: yeah 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 i think, I think they are still and uh, yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah this friday we've got julian and most represent us just to echo what, what chris has said friday the 2nd of april get get in store uh, we haven't confirmed the time yet but it'll be between the hours of 7 and 9 p.m so get involved
1: yeah, tune in tune into that. Um Arsenal guys are probably confirming you know their statement on um Obama Yang's new hairdo, which seems to uh, be extensions, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> 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 um but yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's gonna be a lot of comedy like this and of course good old fashioned analysis which you always expect from not only cop ends but the rest of the Swissline network as well. Gents! I want to thank you very much for joining me this evening to talk about all things LFC. but a lot of fun. So have some great conversations as per usual. I have been your host, Chris. I've been joined by Harold, Mark, and Ellis. This has been your episode of Coffee and Practice for the 31st of March, 2021. One, I don't know why I went back in time there. Jump back in time.
5: <laughs> back to <in> the future. <laughs> No, I, no, I, no idea what, no idea what just happened to Chris just then. But I will, I will end the podcast. Um, yeah, thank you guys, thank you guys for joining. Uh, Christmas Day is there, he's about to come back. he's about to come back, and I'll add him back in. Oh, I'm done again. Okay, there's, there's, on Chris, Finish it off, mate. I have no idea what happened. Um,
1: but yes, I, I said I went back in time, and it appears that if you go back in time. <laughs> 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 it's teacher Chris, good old Dragon Ball Z reference there, but yeah. Um, thank you guys all for tuning in again. If you are watching on YouTube, I, I'm not going to. I don't have to say it again. Um, and again, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you soon. Peace. Sports, social, podcast network.